Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Murrin uh, from Point Break Minute and Cast in the Furious, and with me is my dad, Bob Keckley. How's it going? Going well. Awesome. So let's just jump right into Minute 68. 68 starts with... Uh, Fred and Peggy in the car, or they're, they're just parking the car. Oh, you pull that up here. And they're kind of awkwardly saying goodbye. He says, well, it was nice knowing you, Peggy. But that sounds like a permanent goodbye. And that kind of, in a way, that puts what he said in the previous bit of the conversation it makes it look a little better than that if he's thinking i'm never gonna see her again you know it might it makes it a little better to say something like you know i you know it's you look you're you're pretty or i don't remember exactly he said something it's like, not uh, just a line not just <laughs> I, a really line. I really it. meant it yeah which sounds just like a line it made but... it sound like a line but now in this context it's like okay well if he's thinking i'm never gonna see her again i just wanted to say something nice uh in in the 1940s it's like okay, I guess that's fine. Although now, yeah, now they're saying you know you never know. Maybe we will see each other again. And she says, "You and your wife must come to dinner." Um, and you can imagine already how awkward that might be. Right. Yes. Can does she really mean that? Because you know, uh, given you know what they've been through already, it you know I would say that already uh, having known Peggy for what oh just a few hours really yeah uh, he knows her better than he knows his wife yeah you that's know? a really good point uh be, yeah he's they've been uh you know uh she's she and then he brings up later in the minute the dream he had which i don't think we talked about before we talked about the night before where she helped put him to bed and he kind of tried to grab her, but she just sort of pushed him away and that was it. But then, yeah, after that, he, he's asleep and he has a really terrifying dream that he's in a bomber again and he needs to, to save somebody. Yeah, there's, a, there's fire every place. And, there's fire and, and, and he's apparently really... Apparently that's how he got one of his medals is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, facing this terrible trauma. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so he's, he's uh, yeah, reliving that, that moment that's another interesting thing that I, I, I'm sure they're, uh, they explored in this movie and in, uh, in, in other, more in other minutes, but uh, that he's, he got this medal and his parents are so proud of it. And his wife, you know, likes seeing the medal and the uniform, but for him, the medal might be a reminder of uh, a horrifying moment. You know, he, he, he acted well and acted bravely, but it still is a terrifying moment for him that he might not want to remember. Right, and he continues to have still, that dream. He can still uh, be haunted by it, even if it ended with him, you know, being a hero. Yeah, we hear about the dream again uh, from Marie, the wife. Yeah. Uh, and she's not happy about it at all. And she's not sympathetic about it at all. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, not, it's not what you want from the war hero. You don't want the war hero to be haunted by the war. You yeah. want to just be totally cool and... and uh, brave about everything and he's yeah she she wants the the uh the hero with the uniform yeah and, the whole, and he, the whole he looks thing. he looks the part 
but he doesn't underneath there's other things going on. It's not right. as simple as that. Right. Right. He does look the part and, and that's why they have him in the uniform. And, and when they show him later without the uniform, you really notice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he, you see him, uh, you know, as the soda jerk wearing the, the apron and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah. It definitely is a different look for him. And yet, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's a kind of a leading man type actor. Yeah. Uh, so that he's going to have uh, whatever look, you want, but, uh, you know, he has that face and that physique that, uh, that they probably wanted for this role. Yeah. You know, he was in a, another movie, uh, ball of fire in, uh, 1941 with Barbara Stanwyck, mm-hmm. uh, where he plays a very, uh, it's a small role, but it's a, a, a very hard nailed, uh, gangster. Oh, okay. Kind of a caricature because it is a comedy, but uh, uh, he's more of a foil for uh, Gary Cooper, who is kind of a geek. Uh-huh. Uh, and and they, uh, they sort of knock heads together that way. Uh, but again, he's, uh, they got him there. He did a good job, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like he has that look uh, as it being a, he was kind of the boy, he was the boyfriend of Barbara Stanwyck and, you know, but really hard as nails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. D- different than this guy for sure. Yeah. He, yeah, he comes off in this movie. Yeah. Definitely different from that. And he has, he has again, like the look of the, the war hero, but he does kind of come off as a sop sometimes. Like he doesn't really stand up for himself all the time. And I get the, I get the, um, impression that before the war especially he may have been i don't know he's probably like in high school he's probably like the the football hero and stuff like you get that idea but like also he i also get the idea that maybe he didn't uh he could have been kind of a pushover in some ways yeah and you can almost assume that because why would why else would he get married 20 days before leaving yeah someone he hardly knew yeah and then his whole... Yeah, he didn't have, like, the high school girlfriend. or I mean, he maybe he did, but, like, he didn't marry her. Uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the sweetheart that he, he's, you know, already knew very well from, from that or anything like that. It was just Yeah, it's met. interesting about the, the relationship between uh, him and Marie is that uh, she has this idealized idea of what he should be with mm-hmm. his uniform and his medals, and while he was away, he had an idealized idea about what she should be. He had a picture of her in a swimsuit and mm-hmm. all, all the other soldiers said, you can't be married to somebody like that. Yeah. You know? uh, so they both were kind of uh, looking at each other through rose colored glasses. Yeah. Didn't see the reality at all. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we talked about this before, but like the the idea of getting married without knowing someone in leading up to the war, it just becomes like, well, I just have to be with someone. You know, I, you don't know what's going to happen next. It could right, be the end, could be the end of the world, and you want to be married to someone. Right, and you know, you know, you could imagine her being swept off her feet because just saying, oh, somebody's going to be brave and go mm-hmm. off to war. Oh, yeah. that's let's and she she could be married to this cool war hero guy and not have to deal with him for a couple of years. Right. 
Right. And vice versa. He can have this, this woman who can just have a picture of her and show it off to the guys and not actually and have fact, to deal with her. In fact, as I understand, if I remember right, she stopped writing to him. So she wasn't yeah. even dealing with him that yeah. much. Yeah. And then she moved out of his parents' house, basically, you know, abandoned any memory of him until he showed up in his uniform. If he hadn't showed up in his uniform, she probably would have shut the door in his face. Yeah, maybe. And see, he's not an actor I'm super familiar with. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen that many older movies. I've seen some, but uh, see, he's he's known for on IMDb. I like playing this game. Uh, It's uh, I stole it from um, this, the podcast, the podcast, the podcast, this had Oscar buzz, but it's the, known as the IMDb game. You want to take a guess as what uh, Dana Andrews known for, top four known for movies are? Well, this has to be one of them. It, yes. The Best Years of Our Lives is number two. Oh, gosh. No, I, I don't you know. You have no idea. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd give it a shot. The first one is Laura. Oh, he was in Laura. Okay. Laura is one of the, I've, I've not seen, but I know of it. And it's been on my list because it also features uh, my wife's favorite actor, Vincent Price. I don't know if he's her favorite actor, but maybe a, a favorite of hers, Vincent Price. And then we have Zero Hour with an exclamation point. Oh, that would be another war movie. Then. Yeah, he plays Lieutenant Ted Stryker. Oh, Okay. That's from 1957, uh, and then also from 1957, Curse of the Demon. Oh, never heard of that one. Yeah, it looks kind of like a B-horror movie. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize any of the other actors in this. Yeah, 1957, yeah. you would have been. Zero Hour, I think I'd at least heard of, but it was, uh, and maybe I've seen it, I don't know, but if it's a kind of a standard war movie. Yeah, was he kind of, a, like, he had some big roles, but did he kind of fall off after a point? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't hear of him. Or fall out of favor, at least. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear him. I didn't see him a lot uh, later, no. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's talking about the dream. I had this dream, and uh, he, meant, he says, like, and you didn't even mention it this morning. Uh, you were swell about that. As, fa- as a matter of fact, you've been swell about everything, Peggy. I think they ought to put you in mass production. Which yeah. is a line that stood out to me. Uh, one of the lines that stood out to me for sure. Right. Like the, like, just like the airplanes, you know. <laughs> just like those airplanes. You're, you're, you're like a great, Peggy, you're just like a great bomber plane that I, that I would fly over Germany. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Yeah, and then later when he goes back to the, the, all the, the bomber planes that have been dismantled, the, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get the idea that, you know, he... That was his life, you know, he really... And his, yeah, his greatest success. Yeah, his, that's uh, right. Being, then, being a, in a bomber uh, was something he was great at, and he's never... I guess he, was, he says he's great at scooping ice cream, but that's not something he's really proud of as much. Yeah, it's, it's almost like dropping bombs, but not serious. It's not, yeah. <laughs> he says, I can't get excited about that anymore. It's probably something, maybe something he was proud of, you know, back then, but... Yeah, not nothing compared to being a being in a bomber plane. Yeah, yeah mass production. I guess that it it's a weird thing to say now. In 1946, I wonder if it was just like, is that just a cool thing to say because mass production was still like, I guess mass production was invented. It was invented by Henry Ford, right? In the, yeah. the teens, I mean, yeah. in the teens or twenties. 
Yeah, but they really probably ramped it up so much during the war that it was a very big deal. Still, yeah, still kind of a new-ish thing or new in new in its uh, expansiveness. So yeah. maybe that was just a thing like, wow, mass production. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Wow, yeah. we're, really, we're really going places here in America. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't mass produce something unless it was really, really a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so... As weird as it is, I think he, he means it as a genuine compliment and that's how she takes it. Yeah, you know, the whole scene is really a start of the build of their relationship. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're really starting to um, actually create something that bonds them together, you know, including the stuff about the dream. And if you imagine him saying any of those lines to his wife, uh, it just doesn't seem to, uh, it just didn't, wouldn't ring, you know, they, yeah. his relationship to his wife is, is not anywhere near that real. Yeah. 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 We don't, haven't even seen her yet, but we know, uh, and we, we could, you know, having seen later, it's yeah, definitely clear. And he, he meets Peggy in a, in a very vulnerable moment and he, she sees him have his dream, which he, we find out he's aware that she saw that, um, it's not clear in the moment whether he was even conscious, but I guess he was just conscious enough. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember now. What, did she kind of say, it's okay, it's okay? or Yeah, it, something like that. I think he, he's, like that. He's, at, he's, you know, not sleepwalking, but acting out what's happening in the dream, basically. And he sort of jolts up right in bed. And then she sort of shushes him and puts him back and he just kind of lies down again. And I guess probably during that moment at some point, he he realized what was happening, but... He just kind of falls back asleep. But yeah, ha having gone through that, even, you know, that's already a more vulnerable point than his wife has seen him probably uh, because obviously that's right. since he's been in the war. So Yeah. And as I said before, uh, the dream comes up when she complains about it and, yeah. and says, just snap out of it. You know, we don't yeah. want to, I don't, we don't want to keep reliving that. Just get it. Just buy me a new get, coat. Or yeah. Something. Get past it or whatever. Yeah. So uh, so the difference is so clear between the two women and the, and the uh, relationship that, you know, develops on either side of that. Yeah, this is, it's those kind of this, this uh, dynamic, I think does kind of fall into a stereotype uh, in movies that the vivacious blonde is sexy, but vapid. Right, and then the brunette woman is not as sexy, but like she's she has heart. The girl next door. She's the girl yeah. next door. Yeah. So I, I think that is probably something. I don't have examples, but I'm sure you could find them. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, uh, you see a connection to them, and you start to see that she is uh, maybe interested in him as well, which we will find out more about later. Yeah. And then yeah, he goes up. Uh, he goes up to his building and she says, oh, maybe I should wait and make sure you get in because last time he, he couldn't get into the building. And uh, the minute ends just before he tries the door. So we'll find out more about that in the next minute. And I, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about this? No, I think that covers it. I think we about covered it. Yeah, these minutes have been pretty well uh, uh, chopped up. It's usually just kind of like one scene, one conversation at a time. Worked out fairly well. So, if you enjoyed that, 
please join us next time for the next best minute of our lives. Uh, you can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. Uh, social media is available at Butch's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe on Facebook, and on Twitter at The Best Minutes. In closing, please join us next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Bob. My pleasure. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.